Welcome to Lessons from the Helpful Dead, where you'll learn the world is not what it seems and you are much more than you think you are. Here you'll learn about positive and reassuring messages from supposedly dead people whose main purpose is to help us. Find out what happens after we die, why we're here, how we got here, where we're going, and discover that you are really a powerful eternal spirit. I'm Dan McEnany. One of the most compelling examples of the personality surviving after death is also one that happens to be for a person who died over a century ago in 1901, Frederick W.H. Myers, that's M-Y-E-R-S. He was one of the founders of the British Society for Psychical, Psychical Research. He was highly educated and he was best known for his essays on the Roman poets uh, before he turned to psychic research. He was known as a, uh, a dedicated psychical researcher for 30 years before his death, and amazingly, for 30 years after it. At the time of his death, he knew that one of the major obstacles to proving the survival of the personality was the possibility that the medium through whom the messages came was telepathically tuning in to the minds of living people. Now, Myers solved that problem this way. After his death, he gave bits and pieces of messages to mediums in many different locations. Now, the messages were received uh, through automatic writing, and the automatic writers were in trance, with Meyer's signature at the end. The bits and pieces received by any one medium didn't make any sense, and the mediums did not know one another. Uh, they were directed to send these meaningless messages to a central spot, where they were pieced together according to Meyer's instructions. Now, when these meaningless messages were pieced together at the central spot, however, they made eminent good sense, and they became known as the famous cross-correspondences in England. Over a period of 30 years, there were 3,000 of these messages, and they were carefully investigated by the British Society for Psychical Research. Now, Myers was dead more than 20 years when he started communicating through Geraldine Cummins of Cork, Ireland. Over a period of seven years, from 1924 to 1931, he described the structure and conditions of life beyond death in detail, providing enough information to fill an average-sized book. Now, he described what he called planes of existence. That's planes, not places, because in the spirit world, you don't have places, you have planes, well, like different frequencies where different realities exist. Anyway, he described what he called planes of existence, and he discussed in detail seven major stages of development for the human spirit. These corresponded to a growth in the, uh, to growth in the awareness of our consciousness. In other words, just as awareness grows while we're in the body, so does it continue after death, he maintained. So his seven stages include the earth experience as the first, the condition immediately after death as number two, a very brief stage, he says, followed by entry into number three, a more stable world he calls the plane of illusion. And then number four, a very beautiful experience termed the world of Eidos or the plane of color. Qualified souls would then progress to number five, which he called the plane of flame. He could not uh, find any words to describe six or seven, the planes of light and timelessness, since he had journeyed only so far as number four, and he knew of the others only through communication from other spiritual entities. 
He was able to describe number four in some detail, however, from uh, personal experience, and he talked of entirely new and broader ranges of sound and color, a more intense and highly energized intellect, a more radiant and beautiful body, flowers and shapes unknown on the earth, and more intense, intense emotions, whether they be positive or negative. The main work there, he said, was gaining a greater awareness of how mind controls energy and life force. That's how mind controls energy and life force. Interesting. For example, he described his ability to build up a likeness of himself and send it a vast distance, controlling it from that vast distance. He also talked about many other subjects, suicide, sudden death, how bodies are sustained without food in the afterlife, life on other planets, the problem with runaway nationalistic feelings. Now, you have to remember this was before World War II, and we know what happened to the nationalistic feelings and the war that, that followed. He also talked about over-attachment to earth possessions and the contentedness of some souls to remain in the third plane for a long time, centuries sometimes, mistakenly thinking that to be the heaven of, the, uh, of their earth beliefs, and they were making no effort to progress any further. He made a very important point uh, that was made by others, as you'll see in a future podcast. But the point that he mentioned is this, that our senses are precisely attuned to only a small slice of the wavelength spectrum, like a good radio receiver. And therefore, we're not able to directly perceive other realities. But he points out, and this is the important part, it's not logical to conclude that these other realities do not exist just because of the limitations of our senses. That's like saying it would be logical to conclude there are no other broadcasting stations simply because we're tuned in to just one. In fact, he spoke of cosmic and spiritual activity of great intensity around us all the time, of which we're not aware. So what do you make of it? If you're a skeptic, you could probably find any number of explanations. But if you're not bent on reaching some preconceived conclusion, the most logical thing to conclude from uh, Meyer's information is that, number one, he survived, and number two, because proving the survival of our personalities after death was one of the most important things for him while he was alive, he chose a fairly convincing method to demonstrate it after he died. It's also logical to conclude that because he communicated for 30 years after his death with such an impressive quality of information, his input should be respected. Now, in our next episode, we'll talk about Betty White, not the famous actress, but a very talented uh, medium or psychic uh, in the 1920s who died in 1939. And six months after she died, she was able to talk with her husband just as though they were sitting around the kitchen table. Again, I'm Dan McEnany, bringing you lessons from the helpful dead.